Welcome to Come and Reason with Christian psychiatrist and author Dr. Tim Jennings. Together we will reason through complex issues to find evidence-based answers that harmonize scripture, science, and our life experiences. I'm your Come and Reason host, Charles Mills. This program is sponsored by Come and Reason Ministries. Depression. Now, most of us have experienced short-term or even long-term times of sadness, and we didn't like it one bit. Was that depression? And if it was, are there holistic treatments for depression? Let's put that question to Dr. Jennings, who joins us via Skype. Okay, Doc, what do we need to know? What you set up there is a great question that many people struggle with. Feeling the feeling of depression Mm -hmm. or sadness Mm -hmm. or being down is not the clinical condition of depression that we call clinical depression or major depression. Mm -hmm. Clinical depression is is a condition in which there is a change in actual function of the brain circuits. They're not functioning normally. There are changes cellularly. The cells of the brain are not functioning. The normal proteins produced by the brain are not being produced normally. And there are cascades that affect the body and the body is not functioning normally. And so overall function of the individual is changed when a person's in an actual clinical condition of depression where they have alterations in not just mood, but in thinking and problem solving in sleep, in appetite, in motivation. The thoughts can become disturbed with thoughts about death and dying and suicidality and so forth. Mm-hmm. So this is a, a quite a serious condition. Not everybody will enter a state of clinical depression where essentially everyone in life will have periods of sadness. Mm-hmm. So when somebody's in a state of depression, the normal brain circuits are out of balance. The part of the brain where you reason and think and plan and problem solve is underactive. So people in depression can't focus and think as well. The part of the brain where you experience altruistic love and affection for other people is underactive. So you'll get a sense of emotional distance and and isolation. You won't feel connected to your family and friends. The part of the brain in which you experience fear is overactive. So you have that irrational anxiety and and things of life uh, are more stressful than normal. The part of the brain in which you experience guilt, appropriate guilt, if you're actually doing something wrong, it becomes overactive in depression. So people will feel like they can't do anything right and everything they do is bad, even when it's not. The part of the brain where you experience normal pleasure and joy is basically unresponsive. Mm. So even when good things happen to you, there's no joy in it. And so this is what's happening to someone when they're in a state of depression, their brain circuits are out of balance. And when that happens, it actually causes a change in the body's response and the immune system kicks up and causes inflammatory cascades in the body. And the inflammatory cascades then react back upon the brain, causing further, in addition, mm. new brain changes mm. that damage the cells of the brain. We begin to have volume loss in critical brain regions that we can see on brain scans and so forth. So this is quite a serious condition yes. that does merit treatment. So first thing to recognize is that anything that causes the imbalance of the brain circuits pushes people towards depression, Mm. even if they're not depressed yet. So anything that, for instance, raises up your fear, makes you more fearful than normal, that's a stressor that pushes you in the direction of becoming depressed. So life stressors are factors. 
and it can be a situational stressor, a death in the family. It could be a societal stressor where you're threatened by a pandemic and your business is closed and you're losing income and your kids are home from school, et cetera, et cetera. That we saw marked increases yes. because stress level of everybody, the fear circuit and anxiety circuits went up. And this drove people or pushed people in that direction, moving the brain circuits in an imbalanced state. Does that make sense? It does. It does. And I've seen it so clearly. You're right. So the, the brain circuits being moved in this direction causes the immune system to kick on and kicks up inflammatory factors. And those inflammatory factors react back upon the brain, causing brain changes that occur during depression. So one pathway to get there is the stressors and things in life that cause the brain circuits. Like I just gave an example of environmental or situational stressors. Right. Another though is anything that directly increases inflammation in the body. Anything that increases inflammation in the body can cause these same cellular changes in the brain that drives depression. A study of 9,000 adults examining the types of food they ate found that those who ate a lot of fast food and junk food like pizzas, hamburgers, donuts, candies, cakes, croissants, these types of things, had a 40% higher rate of depression wow. than those who did not. Wow. And it was dose dependent. The more junk food, the more rates of depression. This has to do with a couple of factors. One, foods can be highly inflammatory. If you increase inflammation, you cause those changes in the brain. Mm -hmm. Two, foods alter the gut flora, what bacteria live in your gut. And the gut flora produce factors that either are healthy for the brain or cause us problems that can increase our risk of depression and also drive more inflammation. Other things that increase inflammation, illegal substances and alcohol, adult onset diabetes. Adult onset diabetes is driven by inflammation, not a lack of insulin, but the inflammatory factors cause the insulin receptors not to be as responsive, so they get diabetes. And so that is a signal. This is a highly inflamed body and adult onset diabetes increases your risk of depression by 24%. Chronic pain states are highly inflammatory states and they're highly stressed states and they interfere with normal sleep cycles. And so that increases your risk of depression. And so we've given an overview, big, giant, high view, imbalanced brain circuits yeah. that cause us to stress and worry, drives the adrenaline and the fight or flight response that increases inflammation or unhealthy lifestyle factors can drive inflammation. All of that can increase risk of depression. What really sticks out to me here, Dr. Jennings, is some of the things you mentioned, we are innocent of it because we don't know. We didn't know what junk food would do to us. We are depressed by things we don't know. That's got to be kind of sad. I think that's true for a lot of things that are going on in society, that people are being harmed by many things in our world around us, even being sold, even being promoted. Yeah. Do you remember, uh, Charles, you're old enough to remember when cigarettes were promoted as a, as a being healthy for you. Good for asthma, yeah. <laughs> more doctors smoke camels yes, and, yes. and uh, the Marlboro Man. If you yeah. smoke, you'll be more virile and more healthy and more yeah. strong. Yeah. Okay, things have been marketed to us that we've been told will make us better that actually harm us for generations. And, and this is true with a lot of the foods and things that we're consuming. If we had time, we could go into other things in our environment like uh, genetically modified foods yes. and how there's very strong evidence that genetically modified foods are actually harmful to the human physiology, contribute to obesity, health-related problems, and likely inflammatory issues, a whole host of problems yes. that there's good science behind all that. Yeah. Now that we understand these underlying variables, things that can help us. 
with depression would be truth-based therapies known as cognitive-based therapies. The cognitive-based therapies have been shown to activate the thinking circuits and the love circuits of the brain. And when you activate the thinking and love circuits of the brain, it sends a calming circuit down to the fear circuit. You're moving the circuits back to their non-depressed state and the calming the fear circuit reduces the pressure on the adrenaline cycle. So you reduce inflammation in the body and multiple studies, multiple, multiple studies show that these types of cognitive truth based therapies have antidepressant benefit. Thinking, thinking therapy, truth therapy, therapy where you actually, well, I feel like no one likes me. Uh, I feel like I'm worthless. And you examine where that feeling comes from. And then you uh, challenge that feeling in light of what's actually true okay. and so forth and so on. Good. And you replace unhealthy thought patterns with healthy thought patterns. That's what cognitive therapy is. Okay. And then uh, cognitive therapy has also been shown to change gene expression from unhealthy ways to healthy ways that are consistent with a non-depressed state, mm -hmm. whereas the stress causes the genes to express in a way that helps contribute to depression. So I'm not going into specific genes at all here. I'm just telling you that a truth-based therapy not only helps the brain circuits function better, it helps the cells and the proteins the brain makes function better. Mm -hmm. Social connectedness. Multiple studies show that social isolation causes increasing stress and inflammatory cascades, impairs normal healthy immune response, makes us more vulnerable to viral illnesses and to mental health problems and depression. So staying socially connected with people and going out and connecting and doing your interactions with people, it's extremely healthy for us. And we have better viral fighting immunity when we stay connected like that. Mm -hmm. But it's also better for the brain. We have less depression. Mm -hmm. So next with these physical exercise, when you exercise regularly, it can simply be walking 20 to 30 minutes a day. Your muscles produce a factor that suppresses the inflammatory factors coming from stress. And the studies show you have it has an antidepressant benefit. Additionally, exercise turns on multiple proteins in the brain that helps the brain make new neurons and improve neural connection. And multiple studies show regular exercise has an antidepressant benefit. Mm -hmm. Healthy nutrition, moving away from the inflammatory junk foods, sweet foods towards healthy food choices that are more whole foods. All the berries are anti-inflammatory, pomegranate juice, raw nuts like walnuts and almonds, the greens, spinach, carrots, things with colors in them, all of these things. And studies show that people who eat a plant-based diet have reductions in depression and less vulnerable to depression by 33%, 33% reduction. It's quite profound. It and why is this? Because it not only reduces inflammation because the anti-inflammatory chemicals in the plant-based foods and the berries and things, but it also changes the gut flora and turns on the body's normal antioxidant and inflammatory fighting mechanisms that we have. So it's really healthy for us to do this. Mm -hmm. Normal sleep. Sleep deprivation is stressful for the body and increases inflammation. During sleep, the body repairs itself. Additionally, your brain is highly active. Your, your brain is 1% to 2% of your body mass but it uses 20% of your body's energy. Thus, it produces a lot of byproducts of metabolism that have to be cleared out of the brain. It's during sleep that the cells of the brain will contract and expel those byproducts out of the cells into the cerebral spinal fluid to be cleared out of the brain, clearing the oxidizing and inflammatory factors out of the brain to keep the brain healthy, and thus reducing both your risk of depression and your risk of dementia. So a normal adult needs seven to eight hours of sleep each night. If you're not getting normal sleep, then you're increasing oxidative inflammatory stress on the brain and increasing your risk of depression and also dementia as you age. 
Well, we're coming to the end of our program here. We have about 90 seconds. Dr. Jennings, what else do we need to know? And if all that doesn't work, then medications can be used, but medications don't work in the majority of cases. I will just tell you, and what I mean by that is a single medication will not work for the majority of people. Mm -hmm. Many people go through many medications. There is another treatment available that is a drug-free treatment. It's called transcranial magnetic stimulation. This is a treatment approved by the FDA and, and where they give a put a strong electromagnet right up on your scalp. Uh, you're awake and alert. There's no IVs and no drugs. And they get pulses of magnetic energy right across the skull into your brain and activate the neural circuits of your brain that are underactive during depression, and it moves the neural circuits back to their normal activity. And you can look that up on the internet. Lots of articles and websites that'll teach you more about that as an option for treating depression as well. But depression is an abnormal state. It's not normal. It's pathological. It's toxic to the brain, and it needs treatment. And identifying the underlying contributing factors and went through many of them, removing them and intervening with healthy lifestyle choices will give resilience to the person and help resolve the depression. So the answer to are there holistic treatments for depression, you're saying, yes, there are, and we need to identify them. Yes, I went through a whole host of them. Absolutely. And listener, we have this information. Dr. Jennings has placed it in several books, across several books, at his website, comeandreason.com. Books like Could It Be This Simple? The Aging Brain, The God-Shaped Heart, The God-Shaped Brain. There's no reason for us to not know these things. There's no reason for us to be ignorant and in the dark when it comes to our health and our brain health. Dr. Jennings has made many resources available to us for fighting what the devil wants to bring on us, what this old sinful world wants to bring on us. And Dr. Jennings has made it very clear, both on this program and on his website and the material available there, how we can fight back holistically in many cases. That's at comeandreason.com. Dr. Jennings, thank you so much for sharing. Appreciate it. Thank you, Charles. This program is sponsored by Come and Reason Ministries. Until next time, this is Charles Mills, along with Dr. Tim Jennings, wishing you God's presence in your life. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you for spending time with us today. To continue the journey, I urge you to visit comeandreason.com. Here you'll find many excellent resources to help you gain a deeper understanding of the God we all love and serve. That's at comeandreason.com. This is Charles Mills, along with Dr. Tim Jennings, inviting you to join us the next time we come and reason together. <music>